Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Elseworlds Exchange, the first episode of 2018. Welcome, Joel. I'm Sal. Ah, hello. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad to be back again. Yes, yes. I'm glad. We're all glad to be back. It's happening. We mm-hmm. are doing this. The show has returned, and today, in honor of 2017 or 2018, we are celebrating. Uh, but movies that came out last year. <laughs> yes. But, so, you know, we figure by now everyone's had a chance to see most of these. Most of these are out on DVD already or out in places you can see them. Yeah, most of these I own already, so we should be able to talk about these at any point. Um, Without too much spoilers going on. It's true. So, let's jump into it. Today we're going to be talking about the, uh, well, as Joel put it, it's the 2017 superhero movie Power Ranking. Because it's got um, power in the title. Right, I guess because it has power in the title. But we're just going to be ranking these movies, the, the superhero movies that came out uh, in 2017, based on, I don't know, quality? Uh, qu- our own personal quality and what we like the most. Like, again, I'm going to throw this out right now to everyone before they get upset in the comments section, but I know they will. These are our personal rankings. This is how we ourselves feel. Maybe you'll feel the same. And if nothing else, take solace in the fact that knowing in 2017, I think all the companies making superhero movies actually put out films that they could be really proud of. Yeah. Um, it was hard to rank this year. We did it in 2016. It was much easier to rank in 2016. They were. I feel like there were fewer I know I was looking forward to this list more in 2016. Yeah. Um, We are leaving a few movies off. I should say that right off the bat. Please Uh, do. We will not be including uh, Captain Underpants. (laughs) Technically a superhero, but not a comic superhero. eh? Yeah. Yeah. No. And I don't think we're going to be including the animated movies. No, because there was only two, and they weren't that great. Now, do you want to hear, just as a quick mini aside, Joel's going to rank, since he watched them and I didn't, (laughs) the uh, the animated movies that came out superhero-themed this year. Joel, take it away. Uh, Judas Contract was better than Justice League Dark. Neither of them were that great, though. They both missed a lot. Uh, I would actually say Teen Titans versus Justice League was better than Judas Contract, (laughs) so to put that... Into thing they just they just weren't very fun. Hmm. They were that, all very self serious. That sounds like modern DC animation. Like modern DC animation, just not no fun and all business. And Batman too. Which is why I like uh, Justice League action so much. It's a shame that show's already canceled, but they made like fifty two more episodes that keep coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's the most alive show that's been dead forever. I I have no idea. It is the shambling walking dead of superhero shows, and it's very charming. But we didn't include Batman 66, the two-faced Bill Shatner episode. Oh, that's right. See, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that either. (laughs) I watched a little bit of the first one with my dad because obviously 60s (laughs) Batman was his Batman. I'm like, hey, you know, I'll throw this on. You might like it. It's, you know, the people you remember. Uh, We both got a good chuckle out of the three Catwoman joke they did and then we just kind of trailed off. Right, yeah. Because at the end of the day, okay, you know what? Like, maybe those movies are for somebody, not me, but I appreciate that they made them. They have their place. I would have loved to have seen William Shatner play Two-Face back in the old show. Yeah. I, was that ever a thing? Like They wanted it to be a thing. Two-Face was the only villain they never did in the Adam West Batman show because they thought he was too gross and disturbing for TV. Well, yeah. 
but I, I didn't realize, like, I, I wasn't sure, like, if they were like, oh, no, if we had gotten another season, it, we, we like, Bill Shatner was ready to go, and we were totally going to do Two-Face and soften him up for TV. I don't know. They had two actors in mind. It was either going to be William Shatner uh, in between Star Trek or, get this, it would have been Clint Eastwood in between <laughs> cowboy TV shows and cowboy movies. Ah, man, I would have taken either one of those. Just for either the, just one would have been awesome. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine Clint Eastwood growling and flipping a coin? And we'll rob the second national bank at 2 o'clock for $22 million. That movie was so goddamn campy, like, or that show was so campy, it would have been crappy. Like, he wouldn't have been allowed to be cool. No, no. Ooh, people are reminding me about Batman and Harley Quinn, which is the worst thing ever. It's not good. It's really not. Wow, man. That that one's not even listed on the wiki I read for ones that came out this year. No. So. That's that's so sad because it's like ah oh, but but uh, you know all these other people we like are back involved so it's got to be good right no 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 it's not horribly disappointing um, was with DC animation this year um, and it's funny because like while DC animation has become horribly disappointing and we can all like complain about where it's fallen and how far mm-hmm. uh, at least we're talking about it versus Marvel animation where it's like either it is non-existent or it's just so goddamn bad it's not yeah. even worth addressing like no because it's like directed at toddlers I is what it seeing, is I, like it'll pop up on tv once in a while and it's just so bad it's it's baby's first marvel which i don't want to get too mad at because it's like look we've got the comics we've got the movies if you're older let them plant the seeds for a younger generation of these characters who they are and what their deals are and maybe they can pick that fruit later on in yeah, life right I don't know. It yikes. Wow. Like and by the way, are they always in space? Yeah, you were saying that that every time you've turned on they've been in space. Yeah, they're con- the Avengers are constantly in space and dealing with Thanos and I'm like, "Listen, I know you're all very excited about <laughs> Thanos being in these movies. <laughs> but this is a cartoon show and it doesn't have to always be space. These guys are superheroes. <laughs> they fight crime on earth occasionally yeesh anyway garbage so let's talk about some of the the let's power rank these live action kind of uh, or at least theatrically released yes uh superhero movies uh joel what is at the bottom of the list what's the what's your lowest ranked uh movie for this year superhero themed well, I mean, I think you could guess it, and I know this is going to ruffle some feathers, but you know what? Even though it was just all right, and in a year, as I said, when everyone put out pretty decent content, this one still managed to fall short from the rest, and that's Justice League, I hate wow. to say. Justice League is your la- is your is the, the lowest of the of the superhero it's, movies that came out this year. Not to say it's, it's the my, worst me- movie no, ever made. It's just the bottom. Just at the bottom. What makes it worse than, let's say... Guardians of the Galaxy. Because there's just nothing to grab onto in it. There's cool images. There's some slightly interesting moments. But there's just nothing there. Characters show up. They kind of look like their comic counterparts. They have kind of comic-y conversations. They punch each other. And then it's over. There's nothing in it. No through line. No arcs for anybody. And again, I know it's not all the movie's fault. It was hacked to the bone in editing. It went through two different directors. Massive reshoots. Changes in tone. The fact that the movie is even semi-coherent in and of itself is a miracle. And that's not even talking about the massive technical problems that are in it. Oh, yeah. No, the... Once you see Cavill's face... And you go, fuck. (laughs) This costs $300 million. It's even worse because it's like, okay, look, I know you had to make some tough choices. I know he didn't want to shave the mustache. But why, for the love of God, did you keep showing his face in close-ups? That's the thing. Like, if Cavill refusing to shave his mustache is where you get the lawyers involved. You just go, it's a freaking, it's it's a mustache. You'll grow it back. Or... Will have makeup make one, and they do it all the time, and they look <laughs> they really do. They look flawless. They look more flawless than a three hundred million dollar mistake, like his upper lip. Um, Mod King Mopey's in the super chat, by the way, and said Justice League. It's a superhero movie. It is. Like that's like the it tagline really of the movie. <laughs> it really that's that's the perfect tagline for it. It really is. Yeah, we made one too. Um, just just. 
there's a lot of bullshit. Amazingly enough, it's not my bottom movie. Really? Yeah. I choose Lego Batman for the bottom of the Really? Of the see, see, Lego Batman's just above Justice League for me, so we're actually not that far off. It's true, it's true. Uh, Lego Batman for me was overly hyped and, like, overrated in such a weird degree. I could not get behind it. Um, I was very excited to see it. I heard a lot of like every, everybody had already kind of like hyped it up for me in a, in a way where the audience is just like, you've got to see Lego Batman. Look at all the Easter eggs in it. They make a lot of amazing jokes and references and Barbara Gordon oh, yeah. played by, you know, a person of color. And there's a lot of really cool stuff. At the end of the day, it's so empty and hollow and silly and it's so not Batman and it's so whatever the hell they wanted to do. It, like the fact that the Lego Ninjago movie came out immediately after that—that's right, suggests it did. That they're just like, eh, just whatever properties we own with the Lego name on them, we're just gonna put out. It, like saying that, like having some Saturday morning cartoon emotional through line is not enough for me. You, to you say mean that, that didn't warm your heart? No. No, it did not. And, and by the way, not for lack of trying. I appreciate they tried really hard to, to, to get me to care and to get me to feel bad. And there were a couple moments where I almost felt like felt something in the movie. But then I felt like it was so overt and so clearly deliberately manipulated. Like they right. really wanted they, it was so calculating. You could tell it was made in a boardroom. You know, with, like, just all these different boxes they had to check off. For me, it just, it felt so commercial and cliche, and I just, I couldn't get behind it. At the end of the day, I, I saw it, I, I didn't think it was really that terrible, but as far as the top 2017 superhero movies, I put it well at the bottom. All right, that's fair enough. I just could not get into it. The same way that I wound up actually getting into Justice League. Um, Hmm. That's not to say that I loved Justice League, and it's, in fact, the second from the bottom for me. So so, so we're actually pretty close. We just flip-flopped on a couple. Exactly. No, Justice League, for me, like... It belongs at the bottom of the list simply because it's just weak. Like, it's just weak sauce. It's not great. Um, But... There's a lot to be said for finally getting one. Um, yes. You got a lot of firsts in this movie. You Indeed. got uh, You got Cyborg on screen for the first time, which who asked for it, but hey, it happened. The actor did a pretty good job. He actually has a hell of a screen presence. I hope to see him in more stuff, Ray Fisher. It's too bad that he is so miserable and boring and sad <laughs> and angry. Like, everyone is just frowning in that movie, and it's he's, like... He's Frankenstein. I'm not a monster. Right. No, you're not a monster. You're an awesome robot, man. Who Be can, happy. Who has, like, who has free Wi-Fi wherever he goes, and you can fly. Like, what the shit happened? Like, I, I get that you're sad, and you have no dick and everything, but, like, you can... You're a cool robot, man. You, it beats death. You, know, you can like, design a better dick. Yeah, I, exactly. You make it can it cool be harder, d- faster, stronger. If you can, if you can create hentai esque uh, tentacles out of your machinery body and plug dire- through screens in the Batmobile to make it start, then you can probably create a bionic dick. So yeah. shut up, Cyborg. <laughs> lack of a dick. But that said, hey, Cyborg's in the movie. Flash. First time we see Flash in a movie, yes. and hey, he was kind of fun to watch. He was, was enjoyable. But not, as, but not as good as Ezra Miller, though, because we've gotten to know Ezra Miller for, like, the last four years. Yeah, no, it's true. Or, sorry, uh, uh, no, Grant Gustin. The other guy. That, that is yeah. Ezra Miller. Grant Gustin, yeah. I liked, I, I'm glad he that they cleaned him up. Like, they didn't give him the long hair and the beard they and everything. They got rid of the stupid man bun. Thank just you. Weird. Just a weird. Which, as I found out later, apparently Ezra Miller, that's just his everyday haircut in real life, which means when they filmed that in uh, Batman v Superman, they didn't even bother to put him in costume. They're like, just come wear what you're wearing. Which is, I mean, obviously that's what it is. They were just like, it's, it explains the mustache, it explains the editing, it explains the plot. Um, oh, first on-screen Aquaman. Fuck yeah. Yes. And everyone loves him. Yeah, everyone <laughs> likes Momo, which I guess is good because his movie is next, and maybe it'll be another Wonder Woman success. Yeah, I mean, here's here's hoping. I mean, you know, it's too bad it's weird and confusing. Um, yeah, it's it, it's kind of funny, though, with Aquaman. I don't know if you picked this up. I'm sure you did. Where early on in the movie, it's like, oh, look at all the amazing things he can do with water. Look what he can do. Oh, so he's going to use some water in the final fight, right? Nope, nope, we're nowhere near the water. Okay. Nope. 
Didn't he, like, didn't they give him the trident halfway through the Justice League movie? Yes, he had to go back to Atlantis and pick it up and his armor, but maybe he wasn't, maybe he's never been there before. Because right. it's like he's meeting Mara for the first time. Clearly there was a lot more there that got cut. Right, but he had the trident in Batman vs. Superman. He did. Furthermore, they say that the mother boxes only activate because of the death of Superman, despite the fact that the mother box clearly activated in Batman v Superman while he was still alive to bring Cyborg to life. And this is never mentioned. The the mother. Bo- OK, the plot I'm not even going to get into <laughs> because I'm just talking about like, hey, you know, what was really cool seeing Superman and Flash run. That was nice as a collection of images. It's super cool. Yes. Uh that that post credit scene between Flash and Superman loved it. Should Very have been fun. the whole goddamn movie. Really um, should have been. I really en- I liked when Superman's fighting the Justice League, even though I hated that scene. But when Flash running behind him and then he's just like catching up to him, and Flash like, "Are you shitting me?" Again, yeah. I de- de- delightful. Um, needed more of that. Needed more moments like that. Hey, you know who was wasted on that movie? J.K. Goddamn Simmons. Yeah, it was. It was almost Boy, like was they never. did it just to spite Marvel. Just be like, no, nah, you can't have him as J. Jonah Jameson. It'll be weird now. Yeah, because we got him. I don't know. Weird, stupid. Uh, the movie itself was just kind of a mess, but lo- lo- like lots of cool images, lots of cool moments, or f- some cool moments, and... Uh, worst villain, I think, in a superhero movie of all time. Yes, yes. He, he is the absence of a villain outside of the fact that he just looks like pure crap. The fact that he looks like Grimlord from VR Troopers. Yeah, no, it's true. He, uh, that was the worst. He is, really was. He was so, he was, it's not even like he was unsympathetic. He had no motivation. He had no, no. character. He was literally, like, he was such that, they clearly didn't have a have an actor playing him until like no. until like two months before they sh- they they released the movie, which sucks because I like Syrian Hines. He's really good on Game of Thrones. That's funny. I hate him. I think <laughs> he's awful and overrated. I, I really really hate that actor. Um, Crunson in two thousand in the super chat says Super Lip was the first. It was the worst special effect since Han walking around Jabba in Star Wars. Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, at least I was fooled by Han walking behind Java when I first saw it. When I first saw Superman's face, I'm like, yikes! You fucked up! Mm-hmm. And they keep drawing attention to it. Yeah, why? Just, like, just baffling. Almost like they want you to know it sucks. It's it's the definition of uh, that red-letter media thing. You might not have noticed, but your brain did. Yeah, no. Uh, the, the It's actually, in, in terms of which special edition Han Solo CG is worse? Uh, his head slightly moving a little bit to avoid Oof. Greedo's fire was, the, was worse than Han bouncing over Jabba's stupid, horrible, not looking like Jabba the Hutt at all tale. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough one. Justice League, just... Did I enjoy watching it? I say, I say yes. Was it... But not nearly as strong as it yeah. should have been. Just, it it makes everyone it, it it it's it was so thoroughly mediocre slash bad that nobody knows what's gonna happen to the DC universe. Anymore. Yeah, and and the box office reflected that fact. Yeah, people didn't fucking see it. I mean, like, are you kidding me? Is is that? And again, like, we could talk forever about why that the case was. You know, did people really go see it because they didn't think Superman was going to be in it? Did they see it because it's like you can only poison the well for so long yeah. before people get wise to it? Honestly, like the only like I saw it because I've been waiting to see the Justice League on screen forever, and I'm not going to miss it just because I know it's going to be a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how I felt too, and also because it's our line of work, which means we can write it off on our taxes later. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, like, it would be irresponsible of me not to see Justice League just because I'm like, it's true. I don't think it's going to be good. Hey, look at that. It wasn't, but at the same time, as it turns out, that was the one movie I could have skipped because no one cares about what happens with Justice League. It's, it's really true. Again, to bring it back to the Lego Batman thing, I, I put it above Justice League mainly just because I thought it was funnier. I, I laughed, and then again, that's the thing where it's like, you know, it's a comedy, and comedy will always be super subjective. So that's, that's true. that. That's true. For me, Lego Batman was so uh, saccharine and deliberately manipulative. I was like, no. Mm. <laughs> 
but yeah, so what's next on your on your blunder list? I mean, uh, super well, superhero no, no, list. No, not really blunder no, list. Just no, power power ranking. We're getting into like the really good yeah, what's stuff now. More that, powerful than Justice League or Batman power- Lego. Uh, well, here's the thing, and again, this this one also might be a controversial thing because I know the next two ones people will probably have flipped. We might flip again for all I know. I'm actually putting Thor Ragnarok here, but only because I liked Spider-Man Homecoming a little bit more. This is this is like decibels, man. This is like we're getting really close now. It was hard to put Thor Ragnarok here. Yeah, yeah. I also have a have an issue with Thor versus Spider-Man as, in terms of which one's better. Um, my next one's Wonder Woman. Really? See, I uh, here's here's my thing. I'll say this right now. I was gonna save this. I think Wonder Woman has the best scene in a superhero movie this year, and that's the No Man's Land scene. Yeah. But I don't think it's the best one though. No, I, I think Wonder Woman is great, and I think it means a lot, and I think it's so important that it exists, and I really enjoyed seeing it. But when I put it next to like. Guardians of the Galaxy, or yeah, you know, or, or or even Thor. I'm just like, at the end of the day, whichever movie I wanted to see more was was, was like I, I Wonder Woman is not on high on the list. Um, and that last, like that last act, that third yeah. act, really hurts it. Yeah, no. Um, it not only hurts it, it confuses it, too, because, like, up until that point, it had actually been, like, pretty meditative and pretty cool, where it's like, you know, war exists in the hearts of all mankind and everything, and you just can't stab the embodiment of war. Oh, oh, but we need a final boss fight, though, so you better go stab the final emb- embodiment of war. Yeah. The thing is that there was nothing they could do about that. Like, no, they I really was like, couldn't. well, if you're going to do that, like, at, at first, I'm like, cool, the movie's not going to be... Uh, about like Ares and the, the you know because you can't unmake World War One. It, it's um, subtle, you know. Yeah. Then no, Ares is manipulating it, and everyone like lays down their arms, and it's like oh. But like, and then it's like oh, I defeated the God of War and saved man from war. No, you didn't. No, the worst, worst war, war is, is coming. Literally next. coming less than two decades from now. Like, what are you doing? Jeez, Wonder Woman, you really dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was. It's very. It. It was. Uh, like I said. Like. I don't think that just putting it low on the list uh, weakens it or makes it like less important or impactful. No, because uh, it was the best one DC did this year and the best one they've done overall. Yeah, I just yeah, well, uh, yes, yes, I agree with that. Um, I think it was just a solid movie in general. Just meh. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fair enough. But that said, you know, that was my uh, that was my pick for the next one. But you had uh, Thor, you said. I had Thor. I think Thor is very strong. I have very few bad things to say about Thor. In fact, I applaud it for basically reinventing the wheel on what a Thor movie can be. They dropped the sword and sorcery stuff, went full cosmic with it, brought the Hulk along to make a fun buddy superhero movie to the point that I think this should be the template moving forward for all the Marvel movies now. It's like, okay, use the buddy system now, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Thor. I, I enjoyed it so much. It does the same thing that Ant-Man does, which is it makes you feel like you're reading a actual, co- like the single issue of a comic book. Oh, yeah. Um, and that you're part, that you're living, it, it takes full advantage of the Marvel Cinematic Universe method. And trying to be like, hey, we're in this universe. Rather than just like, see a building or reference a line or have a cameo, you know, like where Loki looks like Captain America, even though Loki and Captain America have virtually no scream time together. <laughs> um, th- it does this thing where it goes like, no, I live in this universe. Like, yeah, it's, it's time to play in it. It also delivers the best on-screen Dr. Strange in yes. any movie so far. Yes, he's he's much better in his short cameo scene here than he was in his actual movie. How Bar funny none. is that? Like he completely dwarfs it. Like Doctor Strange is a fine movie, man. I'm not gonna get into it, but like it's perfectly okay. But he, but like this director knows how to make Doctor Strange pop on screen. I hope the Russo brothers can do it as well. Dude, can, can we talk about uh, Taika Watiti for a little bit there? Please. I was only I was only vaguely aware of him before. You know, I had seen What We Do in the Shadows, and I'm like, oh, that's really funny. After seeing Thor Ragnarok, I have become a huge fan of his. Now I have gone back and like deep dived his filmography. I watched uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. 
his other one he did, like his first film back in New Zealand. Man, that dude is a unique, one-of-a-kind talent. I am glad they grabbed him up for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, as I understand it, they're going to keep giving him movies. Like these, there's as no they question. should. Like, yeah, good, because he knows what he's doing. His, his Korg was incredibly distracting. <laughs> you didn't like the Korg. Well, the fact that, like, number one, you already had Korg in a Thor movie. You did. And, like, comic book accurate Korg, which Thor immediately murders. Well, you had a Korg. I don't know if he was the Korg. No, no, no. They're called Cronins. His name was Korg. Oh, his name was actually Korg. See, I missed that. Yeah, no, I think he's credited in the movie as Korg. Damn. But, like, even if you just look side by side, he's wearing the same damn gladiator armor. That's sure fine. All right, it's better than it's it's better than not having Korg in your the only Planet Hulk movie you're ever gonna make, which is just a Thor movie. Um, a lot of really cool deep dives in that movie, uh, and of course the buddy cop, like not even buddy cop, but just buddy team up, where it's like, hey, look, it's Thor and Hulk, and they're actually gonna work together. I was really worried we were gonna lose Hulk halfway through Same. just because they didn't want to pay to use Hulk anymore. Um, by the way, in the super chat, Mopey asks, "Did he write himself into Infinity War casually?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did because now Korg's going to be in it, or not? I mean, they'll just, or he'll die again. He'll be there for a minute. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. Can we also say too, Thor Ragnarok, as with most of the Marvel movies this year, actually broke the mold by having an actual interesting villain in Hela, who they do a smart thing because Thor's so far away out in space. Hela basically gets to have a one-woman show for a good chunk of the movie, and her whole big thing is like, I'm going to take over the world. Wait, no one remembers me? Shit, I gotta fight to get my legacy back before I even think about taking over the universe. Exactly. No, I, I dug the shit out of Hela. First of all, it, uh, Kate Blanchett, was it? it was yes. Friggin' awesome. Yeah, um, she is. And, like, alarmingly hot. Oh yeah! Like I, I don't know. I, I never found Galadriel to be that 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 attractive, but uh, but Hella, yeah. Apparently, it awoken something in me. I'm um, I, I, I'm into it. I'm all about it. Also, too, they grow the Thor lore and legacy by being like, yeah, I had a hammer before this, and Odin, he was every bit the dick he was in the comics, lying about shit, manipulating shit, and now he's dead, so you can't even punish him for yeah, it. Yeah, really cool. A lot of really cool decisions made in that movie. A lot of, like, questionable decisions. It sucks that we didn't get Sif at all and that we lost the other warriors within, yeah. like, a few seconds. I guess that's them wanting to show how serious they yes. were and how no one was safe and them also hitting the soft reboot button on uh, Thor. Where Where is Sif? Because the timeline is a little all over the place. Was she away on a mission? Because I know she guessed on a couple agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did, the, did this happen during that time? I... I don't know. I will say, here's my thing. I was, when I, when, when they died, I was like, oh, cool, no problem. Because I know what's going to happen in this movie. You see, what's going to happen is, it's called Thor Ragnarok. Everybody dies. And then they'll all be reincarnated on Earth. Like, they'll be, you know, and then we'll do the JMS Thor story. Where Thor's there you go. Wait, reawaken everybody. Oh, no? We're, oh, no, Asgard is, is, no? Oh, shit. Well, then I guess we're they're just We're going dead. full cosmic. Or not. Like, or they'll go, ah, fuck it. No, they are reincarnated at the we're, end. We're uh, going to have the Infinity Gauntlet in the next one. Imagine, like, uh, Captain America puts on the gauntlet. Hey, I fixed Asgard for you. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 uh, but yeah, no, I, I love the shit out of Thor Ragnarok. Just the soundtrack, the visuals, the jokes, the, uh, the actual, like, marvelization of it. Like, mm -hmm. we got to go to all kinds of different fun locations. We got a lot of really fun acting out of the movie. Um, they used the Willy Wonka music, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, ooh, and they weren't afraid to use the right actors for the job in terms of, like, Okay, you're gonna put Surtur in the movie. Well, I need somebody who's gonna be a fucking have a fucking baller voice. Uh, let's just get Clancy Brown. How good was he? Great. Uh, now that's that's the thing is that like Clancy Brown, like he could be Surtur. Anyway, mm -hmm. he's the Kurgan. Um, yes. But the fact is, like over time, he's mostly become like a voice actor. Yeah. Um, he's been in like a bunch of actual live-action movies. The most recent one I was thinking of was, like, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, yeah. I, I was even going back further. I'm like, yeah, he was the psychotic guard in, uh, what is it, Shawshank Redemption as yes, well. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, but, uh, yeah, I uh, I loved it. I, I, I really, I had a great time watching it, and 
it gave me hope for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was like, I Absolutely. want more of this. I want the format to be Ant-Man and Ragnarok, where it's like, <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to make another Thor movie. We're going to make a Thor Hulk movie. Or we're not, no, 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 we're not going to make another Ant-Man movie. We're going to make an Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Like, no, 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 no we're not going to make a Spider-Man movie. We're going to make a Spider-Man Captain America movie. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, we got another super chat, too. Oh, we certainly do. Uh, Jam Call X says her actress is on blind spot and couldn't be there. Oh. There you go. Well, that, that's good then, because she missed out on dying then. She, she had a TV show. And she probably read the script and it's like, oh yeah, blind spot on TV needs me. Yeah, I can't. I can't be here for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I was worried. We made a joke about it, Tiffany and I, not too long ago, where I'm like, I was worried that the studio is simply like, you can't have two women that might be interested in Thor in the movie. Then which one will sleep with Thor? Like, yeah. I'm worried that was a problem, but the fact that she was just busy is, like, more encouraging. By the way, well, great and actress. also, Valkyrie, from what we know, might not even be interested. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine with me, too. I don't like that actress at all. Oh, you don't like Tessa Thompson? I was charmed by her, personally. Why don't you like her? Uh, when I first saw her in West or uh, in Westworld. Was she in Westworld? Was that her? Which yeah. one was she? Yeah, she's the, like, she shows up, like, halfway through the show, and she's, like, banging dudes and taking meetings. Oh, yeah. And she has, like, first of all, the fact is she's not British and her accent's really fake. Right. It's really, really obvious. Um, But, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to find, I want to name the actress who plays Sif, but, like. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, was it Tessa Thompson? Or, no, uh, no, I thought we were talking about the woman who played Valkyrie, not the woman who played Sif. was uh, Was in Westworld. Okay, yeah, that was Tessa Thompson, yeah. I think. Um, but, let's see. Oh, she's in Creed, too. Was she in Creed? Oh, see, yes, I liked her in she's Creed, in Creed, too. Yeah, I don't care for her in that either. See, <laughs> I just don't like that actress. Did you, um, did you not like her because she put ketchup and mayo on her Philly cheesesteak? I mean, that's, that's, that's like, blasphemy, but at the same time, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care for that actress. I like the arc. The thing is, she transcended the actress. She actually did something with the character, and I like the arc yes. of Valkyrie. Dug the shit out of that. Um but I really like Jamie Alexander and she is constantly given the like raw deal. She really is. And uh, she should have been Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been cool. Not to say Godot doesn't do a good job, yeah, but yeah, that would have nice been fun. But Jamie Alexander should have been Wonder Woman. That would have been fun to see. Um, but yeah, no, I, but the fact is Jamie Alexander, like she, she works hard. She wants to be in stuff like, and Sif is a, is a, is a traditionally marginalized character. Yeah, she is. Who, like, deserved to either like become valkyrie or just be given something cool in her own right she's just a rockin actress who like who, who puts 100 percent of herself into the role i thought she like broke a vertebrae making one of these movies like not too long really? ago and i'm like i'm like damn it this woman is so great and so dedicated um i like the chat suggested that she should play big barda in the dc universe I- Hey, listen. I'd like it. If they ever get close to that, if, that'd be If awesome. they ever get near new gods, she has my vote. Seriously. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be down for that shit. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, good, for, good for Sif for surviving. Hopefully she continues. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Uh, yeah, so that was Thor. So your pick was Thor. Yeah. My pick was not. Just, uh, right, my pick was Wonder Woman. Right, so, okay, right. What's that, your next that, one? That was, that's where it stood. Uh, well, again, and this this was a tough one. This was by a hair. And again, I put Spider-Man Homecoming just over Thor. Because here's the thing. I liked Thor movies. I really enjoyed the first Thor movie. In fact, I like it more than most people. This Spider-Man movie was special because it's like, oh, good. Spider-Man is back home at Marvel. They can start making good Spider-Man movies again. And they found a good angle for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your pick is Spider-Man. Mine is also Spider-Man. Hey, there you go. See, we <laughs> met up. Yeah. Um, Will I am golden in the super chat says, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Meek and Cork should not have been Thor Ragnarok. Hey man, right on. Uh, so yeah, Spider-Man homecoming represented a really, really great moment in this like weird world that we live in where it's like, never where the X-Men comics were almost deliberately sabotaged and the fantastic <laughs> four were deliberately marginalized and like, target t-shirts depicting secret wars had to be given to like lesser photoshop adepts so they could like (laughs) retcon out characters like clearly people would rather 
hurt themselves than talk to someone across the aisle. Makes me yeah. crazy. Spider-Man Homecoming represents a little bit of collaboration and hope that there is some future with uh, with respect to like multiple studios and collaboration. And all it took was a giant email scandal. Yeah, and all it took, and that's the joke, is that like all it took was Sony be having their pants down and practically <laughs> thinking that they're going to sell the studio, and uh, and having like the one person who has been like hanging on to Spider Man with like grim death, publicly being racist against the then sitting president of the United States. Yep, and so, and we can feel good about Spider-Man Homecoming and them working together, unlike the Fox thing where it's like, oh, oh, they bought them out and a lot of people lost their jobs and, oh, this is an uncomfortable monopoly, but hey, at least I get the superhero movies I like, even though that'll always pinch me in the back of the head. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I would be more comfortable. I, w I would have less provisions and asterisks next to, hey, they bought, like, Disney bought X. Um, the... I, I think I'd be I'd have a lot less concern if Disney just bought Sony outright. Yeah, really. Because Sony has nothing, and I don't mean Sony proper, like because I don't think Sony, like in terms of video games and like other technological development, like the yeah. other Sonys, they uh, they're doing fine. It's just yeah, Sony but... Pictures that's really doing the shittiest, and I feel like. If Disney just went ahead and just bought Sony simply to get Spider-Man, yeah, you're not at much of a loss. No, not really. Like it, there is there is no monopoly. That's more like someone can pick up some garbage out of the <laughs> out, of, out, out of the, you know, out, out of the alley. It, it, it's also one of those things where it's like, oh hey, so that fifty billion dollars that they uh, bought to Fox just for their entertainment division, where's a lot of that money going? Oh, Fox News. Oh, lovely. Yeah, Fox News is totally different. As I understand it, like the the Fox, their, their news and sports—that's a totally different totally arm. separate thing. Like they're going to do their own thing. Yeah, um, which is great. Like I like that. I'm glad that Fox is actually going to be able to do like have its own stuff over here, while like the the movie and entertainment stuff can be centralized here. Yeah, um, but yeah, Spider Man. But Spider Man Homecoming. First of all, Tom Holland does a wonderful job, and sure does. As a hardcore Spider-Man fan, like you know, people are gonna think that like people are gonna say the most hateful, hurtful shit to me in the guise of saying they're Spider-Man fans when I say that like Tom Holland was the best on-screen Peter Parker in in cinema history. I'm uh, I'm cool with that. And yet, people and people who who claim to like Spider-Man and believe in with great power comes great responsibility are gonna like wish I were dead. Like, Ain't that some irony for you? Shit to me for no good I, reason whatsoever. McGuire will always have a soft spot for me because he was the first. But yeah, yeah I, I will agree with the Holland thing. He he's funny. He's vulnerable. He you know has bad luck, but you want to see him succeed. He's yeah. a little awkward, but not like so awkward. It's like how does this guy even tie his shoes in the morning? It's funny they've gotten a little. They, each Peach Peter's gotten a little better. You know, like yeah. I I really dug Andrew Garfield, and I was like, if this is the best one we get, I'm happy with it. Um, but no, Tom Holland actually gets the character and tries as opposed to Andrew Garfield's like, I think this is what Americans are like. Yeah, really. I, I, I'm approximating a weird American <laughs> affect. I mean, Tom Holland is too, but at least he's doing a New York American accent, which is cool. Yes, yes, he um, is. Which uh, I love that aspect of Spider-Man Homecoming that they stress the New York, they stress the Queens, they stress the friendly neighborhood aspect of Spider-Man in a way no one else has before, even to the point where the Vulture is kind of a weird reflection of that where he's a guy who's like, oh, I hate those rich upper crusts and everything, and you know, oh, I'm going to get mine, even though he's hurting his own community by flooding it with weapons, and he lives in a nice house outside of that area, and his base is in another other state absolutely no uh just in tone in 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 execution spider-man homecoming is proof that they get that marvel is the the proper steward of their own properties like <laughs> it's why people are like excited that x-men's coming back or could come back and why people want fantastic four so badly because like even though there are three hor four horrible fantastic four movies um we know that the next one from marvel will be great yeah, just straight up. Great, great. soundtrack too. Oh yeah, no. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming represents so much for me. Like it's, it means, you know, positivity and collaboration. It means Spider-Man's mm -hmm. finally back in the fold. It's, it represents something that I've been waiting for since Iron Man. Oh like, yeah. 
and it's just Spider-Man being in this universe. I am And so Iron Man unreal. plays a good part in it too, to where it's like he's he is literally he's being Marvel films. He's shepherding the next stage of the evolution of all of this, even down to, you know, having freaking John Favreau in it and be like, Man, I've been waiting over a decade for this. Yeah, no, it's true. Tevia asks, any opinion on the upcoming Miles Morales movie? Good cool. luck. Yeah, it looked cool to me. You know what? The animation looks pretty cool. Uh, what, you're making my a Spider-Verse movie. Good fucking yeah. luck. Yeah, that's my big problem with it, too. Where it's like, oh, you know, so we're having our first, you know, biracial Spider-Man in a movie. This is awesome. I love this. This is going to be a huge benchmark for a whole generation. Oh, oh, you're making it Spider-Man or Spider-Verse, though? Oh, oh, the whole thrust of this movie is being like, no, no, no calm down. The Spider-Man you know is still white. It's fine. It's weird. It's just like, it's, it's more like... Hey, how about how can we how can we complicate this to the point where like how can we Sony this up? Yeah, the needless oh, complication thing. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'll fuck it up in a way that no one would could possibly predict. That's how Sony does it. Sony goes like, "How can I fuck this up?" but in a way where nobody would be able to see it coming. I know. I'll I'll introduce a new Spider-Man that's our Spider-Man and it could potentially be the only spider-man that we make from now on yeah oh yeah, and oh, yeah. we're gonna just take advantage of the fact that we have the spider-man license still and just flood this movie with every version of spider-man you could possibly think of just to muddy the waters which bugs me because it's like no you didn't need that just do ultimate spider-man it's a great story and it would make a really good movie <laughs> straight up it just be it would just be a fun cool movie but no we're gonna do spider-verse which diminishes the character um regardless of which character is your protagonist. Like, I've always hated Spider-Verse the comic because I think, like, once you introduce the concept of all the Spider-Man and the multiverse work together and Peter Parker's really bad at leading them and can't actually do anything, um, yeah, just no. Weird. It's, it still looks cool, though, on an artistic level, and I like the voice actor they've got for I'm definitely going to check it out. I hope it does good, but as you've said, why intentionally muddy the waters right out of the gate? Yeah. So, I mean, like, good luck, Sony. Um, I, hope, yeah. I, and, I don't hope it works out for you. But and good I luck with Venom, know, too. But I know how much Miles Morales means to people, and so I want him to be successful. That's the thing. I want him to be successful because he does mean a lot to people, and I like him, too. My, the Miles Morales Ultimate Spider comic was very important in my development as a comic book YouTuber and critic. That was one of the first big books that came out and I started covering. It was, like, the first Ultimate book I had read in a very long time, like, professionally. Yeah. It was quite so, a thing. So, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming is great. And yes, it is. It is. It's just it's great in its own right, but it's also a great reflection of the future of Marvel. And hopefully, it isn't one of the last times we're going to see Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. By the I feel like by the time Marvel wants to start cranking out Spider-Man movies or putting him in other movies and stuff, besides the Infinity War and the inevitable mm -hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming two, I'm I, I I feel like Disney will go like. Okay, we're gonna be making the next Spider-Man movie, and he's gonna be in the next. And we're actually the next Spider-Man movie is gonna be Doctor Strange co like collaboration, and it's gonna nice. be a really fun story. It's just gonna be this, and um, and, and Sony's gonna go. Oh, you need permission to use that. You can't. You can't just go ahead and do that. And, and Disney will just go. Oh fuck! Do we still have a thing? <laughs> oh no, we're just gonna buy you. The end. This just, is this is too much of a headache for yeah. us. Oh no! Oh no! No no no! I'm having flashbacks that awful moment with Feige and Pascal in that interview oh, room. Oh yeah. Yeah no, we're not gonna do that again. Goodbye. Just no. Get, get out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. So uh Bye, yeah. Pass. But yeah, so Spider Man's great, and I've been and I I give it a slight edge just because I've been waiting for it. Same. Because <laughs> yeah, because after that last uh, Andrew, two Andrew Garfield ones, which I did not like, I was just resigning myself to being like, okay, Spider-Man will never be good again. Right. No, oh, I I've been like I've been expecting Garfield to be in the Spider-Man or in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, did you know? I was literally like I, at that after after Spider-Man one underperformed and after Spider-Man two got the eyes right, I was like, oh, <laughs> I think did. we're going in the right direction. And then I feel I, I felt like after it did so poorly, I feel like they were um, I, I, I was like, oh, well, there's only a matter of time before they just go. Ah, fuck it. Because, like, everybody was feeling pressure to get in on, to get in on that. Like, yeah, um, I remember Garfield was saying it in interviews. And I remember uh, at the same time, Hugh Jackman was saying that same thing in interviews. And I was like, oh, like I was actually expecting Wolverine to be in those movies way earlier because I was like, okay, 
Jackman really wants to be in these movies, and he was saying he doesn't want to be too old uh, before they do that. And I remember them saying, and, and I was like, I remember thinking to myself, all he has to do is play hardball. Yeah. Just go, you make another X-Men movie? Cool, have a good time. No, 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 there's a big part for Wolverine. Oh, that's cool, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll be in it if you let me, if you, if you work out a deal where I can be in the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And mean, you like, gotta do that's it. That's all Hugh Jackman had to say, and they would have done it. Yeah, yeah. Straight up Interesting done to it. think. Bro not traveled. Just to put him in that cameo in, in X-Men Apocalypse, they would have done it. Yeah. And I'm not, like, you know what I mean? I, I really do believe that they would have done that. And I just, I don't think they were willing to play hard. I don't, I don't think Jackman cared enough to be, to be part of, uh, like, to play that kind of hardball. Well, well, he kept saying everyone was his last one, and then he kept coming back for one more. Yeah. I mean, he certainly was using that to at least inflate his paycheck, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And now he gets to sing as P.T. Barnum in that P.T. Barnum movie. Yeah, I got an Amazon package that was just an ad for it. It's literally really? the whole box is is that circus movie. <laughs> wow. The, the funny thing is, is I actually know a fair amount about P.T. Barnum, and the dude was a monster in real life. So the fact that they're doing like a big, glossy, cleaned up Hollywood musical version of it makes me laugh. I mean, like, yeah. You know, zoos are the worst. I mean, uh, circuses, they really are. Circuses are the worst. And, and zoos are the worst. And this guy had a human zoo. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Anyway, what's your next pick? Uh, yeah, what, what is my next pick? Uh, okay, so my next one after this, we're into the top three now. We're into the last three. Everyone knows what they are. And the way in which we move them around, I think, will surprise people. Uh, I put Logan here. And Logan, we had an amazing experience with Logan. Uh, we all got to see this together as a group in Seattle, and I think that uh, was really, you know, that's going to stick in my mind forever when I think about that movie. Yeah. I think it's probably the best quote-unquote film on this list, if I need to put on my film hipster fedora for a second here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's the one getting all the award nominations, and rightly so. But as a superhero movie, I kind of have to, like, you know, stroke my beard and cluck my tongue a little bit and be like, well, it gets by by, like, removing a lot of the quote-unquote superheroiness from the formula. But then again, the X-Men movies always did that. And this one, at least, you know, matures a bit by at the end of the day the moral of the story is that comics kind of saved the day in a way yeah so it shows respect in that regard and also it's it's logan and it's like you know the big goodbye for hugh jackman but maybe not the same one from the other x-men movies because it might be another universe but god damn it's so good though yeah <laughs> um logan's on my list as well but we'll get there in a minute this is your third one right this is this is my third wow, one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my third. I, I, I had I had Wonder Woman edge it out just a little bit because I thought it was more important because it was the first time we've seen her in seventy five years on the big screen in a movie to herself, and I put it more as a cultural thing where it's like, look, this is the best Wonder Woman we've ever got. It's the only Wonder Woman movie we've ever got. We've had other good Wolverine movies. We might never see another good Wonder Woman movie ever again with DC <laughs> films the way it is. Um. Moad Shelley in the super chat asks, "Is Logan even a superhero movie for an, like Oscar Oscar nomination?" I know, right? Yeah, uh, I hope. So. Like, I mean, a, I hope it gets some Oscar gold, and b, I say yes, it does count as a superhero movie. Yes, and I hope it does win all those things. Yeah, um, yeah. My my third one was actually like, so yeah, it was Spider Man. We talked about that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, Logan. Great, great movie. Yeah. Um, hell of a film yeah but only for the cultural thing like again these are so close yeah as we get to the top three like I was pained to have to try and make that choice and that was like my 15 minutes before we started when I threw this together I'm like well I think cultural impact maybe just edges out a film that's like really awesome and maybe is Logan the best X-Men movie they've made uh X-Men movie no because it's barely about the X Men, it's all about Wolverine. It's about but God Wolverine. is it's, it's all not about. even. It's barely about Professor X. So it's like yeah, it's no, barely it's... about Professor. But man, is he good in that? Yes. Oh no, it's perfect. It's just they use every part of uh, what is it? Patrick Stewart as an actor. He gets to be funny. He gets to be weird. He gets to make you sad and make you feel. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's freaking. Uh, it's the inner light all over again. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't know. I think X Two is still the best X Men movie. It's really good. It's just. 
it me it, it represents everything. It's still got a lot of awesome Wolverine stuff in it, but it's like you get a lot of like more you get a lot you get, you get more X Men stuff. You got more about like people and like and and what it means to be a mutant. And uh, Ryan Cox is an awesome villain, and you got that really yeah. badass scene with like Nightcrawler and stuff. Like sure, Days of Future Past is cool, but like X Two is the best. It's 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 really solid. It's definitely like for a while it might have been like the best superhero movie. Yeah. For a bit. No, it was. Yeah, easily. In its time, yeah. I mean, uh, L- Logan, too, we got to give credit to that little actress who played X-23. She's awesome in two languages. Yeah, right? She rocks. <laughs> She's really, really good. She's so good, I want to see her come back, but I worry what they would do to her if they brought her back in any form. Although, I guess they can now, but maybe they won't. I don't know. Yeah, they could. I, I say no. I think it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I think, just, I just think all the that. X-Men stuff is over. I mean, like... I know they're making. I know New Mutants is coming out in April. I know that they 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 shot that Phoenix movie, um, but I think it's over. That uh, the other thing too I love about Logan is what it does with its villains, and that is it kind of doesn't make a big deal about them. The real villain of that movie is the passage of time and Big Corn. Yeah, yeah. And that's really smart, and it makes me feel like maybe the writer-director, like, he has a thing about corn, so that's why he put it into the thing. I have no doubt. Because, um, yeah, the, 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 like, the, the hick cyborg, like, no. And I will say I was not a huge fan of the, uh, of, of the evil Wolverine clone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he's fighting himself. Ah, uh, he's fighting a manifestation of his own past sins. That sucks. It also means that uh, Hugh Jackman gets two paychecks, right? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it does. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of really cool stuff in Logan. I think it's one of those really rewatchable movies. Also, too, it really uh, plays around with the genre of a superhero movie by being like, no, this is a modern day Western right down to the point of like, hey, we'll show Shane on the TV. (laughs) I I, at least they don't say what movie it is. But uh, yeah, still pretty solid. Like it's it. It's good. Um, my number two is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Really? That one's two. See, that one's number one for me. Wow. Number one? Yeah, because of the reasons of like, look, let's look at all the things it does right. It's a genuinely good sequel, which is really hard to do for superhero movies. Not good in its. What are you talking about? Pardon. Iron Man Not 2 is phenomenal. Iron Man 2? Oh, yeah, Captain I love Nick America Hero. 2? Uh... That's true. Marvel has kind of cracked the code on that, haven't they? Yeah. I, as far I as still sequel. enjoy Thor Dark World. Screw everybody. It's, I think it's fun. That, that that joke where he puts the hammer on the coat rack is pretty fucking good. I mean, that's not worth a whole movie, but I still dig it. Pretty saw. Okay, well, here's the thing, though. Everyone loved Guardians of the Galaxy. It became a big cultural phenomenon. It broke the mold. It actually made people start taking notice of the Guardians, and it even had a reverberation in the comics to where now the Guardians have a book. Well, they did have a book, then they stopped it for whatever reason. But uh, Marvel the fa- has a lot of fucking problems. That they have, have a lot of problems. to do pro- with their movies, and it's everything to do with their, the, their editorial. <laughs> the, the, the fact that it had every reason in the world for people to not think that it would uh, match up to the original. It did match up to the original, and in many ways exceeded it. Yeah. Uh, I loved the hell out of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I thought it was, like, I thought it was fun. I thought the CG really, like, worked out despite how much shit was CG. Oh, um, yeah. I loved Kurt Russell in it. Uh, he actually gets to play with it a little bit. I kind of dug uh, Sly Stallone in that movie. I thought he did a nice job. Yeah, he's um, all right. Like, like that whole other team of Guardians where it's like, you know, if they wanted to bring these guys back for another movie, I'd watch it. Yeah. No, there's like, there's just, there's a lot of really, really cool shit in that movie that isn't just like, oh, cool laser guns. Like, it's actually about something. It's about, like, oh, Star-Lord's yeah. pursuit and... And growth, and I just, I really just overall just really enjoyed it. I, it was why for me I was like, oh man, I don't know if I like it more or less than uh, Thor. Like Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy Two were a little bit neck and neck for me, mm. and I think that ultimately Thor Ragnarok was a better comedy than Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yeah, that's um, fair. You know, but people kept calling Guardians of the Galaxy Two a comedy, even though I'm like, no, there's a lot of sad shit in this movie. I don't know if I'm they really did that crank sad. up the series. It probably has the saddest, most meaningful death in the MCU so far. Mm, yeah. No, well, yeah, that actually sticks, probably. Yeah. That too. Uh, until they decide it doesn't. Until James Gunn's like, I want my friend to come back and be in these again. Yeah. Hey, what, what the hell? I, I, what a mistake I've made. I killed Michael Rooker. 
<laughs> That's fine. They found another Infinity Stone and got the Rook back to life. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Jamal uh, or Jam Jam Call X says seven hundred space jumps a hell of a drug. It sure <laughs> is. It's funny. I was actually really worried about that. Um, I, the the space jumps. I was like, yeah, it's a little cartoony. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it was still fun, and it, and it, it it allowed us to get to um to the to the to the Watchers. Yes, like, uh, another, which meant that one blew my freaking mind. I don't think my mind was as thoroughly blown by just like a cutaway gag. Yeah, no, I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> and Stan Lee, Stan Lee, who had a great cameo here talking to the Watchers and had a great cameo in Thor Ragnarok too, cutting his hair. Yeah. Really, uh, another just like kick-ass soundtrack, but you knew that already. No, it's true. Yeah, that soundtrack fucking rocked. That was in my head all fucking, like for the rest of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Look at my playlist. Look at it. It's just all Guardians. Yeah. Can't stop it. Won't stop it. Uh, some great new characters. Mantis, just instantly likable. It's like, oh, I'm glad she's going to join the team now. She's going to add a whole new di- uh, dynamic here. Yeah, Mantis was fun. Uh, I, I, Not Mantis, but still, like, but their Mantis. You know, like, wasn't yeah. the... Uh, wasn't the comic Mantis that no. I that I knew from the Dan Abnett run, but still solid. Gamora and Nebula actually get stuff to do and actually get to stop, uh, talk about their familial issues and their whole abusive dad thing. D- dads and crappy dads are the big overarching theme of this film. That's what brings it all together. Exactly. Um, I loved Michael Rooker's development. I like seeing. Mm-hmm. I I really really like Bradley Cooper's Rocket. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. A lot of characters got, like, a few characters got marginalized and turned into caricatures of themselves. Um, I was really disappointed. I remember being being disappointed at the end of Guardians 1 when they were like, okay, we're going to change up Drax's motivation because he can't, like, you know, he has to hate Thanos and wants to kill Thanos, but we're going to... Can't gonna kill shift, him all the time. We're going to shift it to, you know, to Ronan. Then they kill Ronan, and he's like... No, but I really got to kill Thanos. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, it's less important. He didn't kill. No. He didn't kill your family. It doesn't make any sense now. No, Um, they do offer him a a kind of moment of quiet subtlety there where he more or less becomes surrogate father to Mantis and in doing so opens up about his own family. Who I guess they're, it's not going to be Moon Dragon, but it could be Moon Dragon. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I kind of hope there is a Moon Dragon in these movies. I, I really, truly believe you could see anyone. It's from true. Those, from, from that run. Like, I'm disappointed that we never got, uh, we never got that Wonder Man. No. But, uh, Phase four. Yeah. Phase Maybe four, phase the Wonder Man we'll phase. It's getting too old now. Oh, no. That's but, okay. Uh, they can use that magic CG to make him look way younger. That's true. <laughs> um, but ultimately, Guardians yeah, was my second pick. I just, I thought it was one of the more, one of the most competently made uh, movies from the superhero genre that ye- that year. Um, mm-hmm. And Gun makes it look easy, and he's juggling all these balls that, you know, should be easy to drop. And it could have been worse. Like, it could have been... It could have been oh, yeah. really bad and really. It could have been a together. disaster. Yeah, based on how many characters they had to juggle and how much story they had to deal with and how much like actual like relevant character development oh, was yeah. going on and. In, it, in fact, they make several decisions that could have crippled a movie in worse hands. The fact that they jump you right in, barely having a first act. They split the team up super early in the movie. Like this, this has killed lesser movies in the same genre. No, that's true. That's true. But uh, but I really dug it. And uh, so that's why that's my number two. Yeah. And so I guess your number one is. Uh, that was my number one. Oh right, it was Guardians. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my number one was Logan. Logan, nice. All right, I see we, we were fairly close. Yeah. Uh, I put Logan at number one because I think it's just the best movie made, like certainly in the in the superhero genre, but like it was just it was so well executed. You forget the fact that he fights a CG evil version of himself at the end. Yeah. Is so crappy. And yet it's so weird. Like there's so much of that movie that like everything up to that point is so good and works so well. And then that happens. But be, but even though it happens and even though it's like it's hackneyed and whatnot, the way in which they deal with it. It's almost like it was like the studio went, how about he fights a young version of himself? Like, it's almost <laughs> like some asshole came in and just threw that in at the end. And 
they managed to work around it. Yeah. And just, just there was a lot of like there's a lot of smart filmmaking in that movie. There was there was there was thought and and precision. It was it reminded me of why I go to the movies. It's true. Everyone gets to act in it, and they act their asses off in right, it. Right, but so. it's not like a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross movie where it's like, I'm watching this movie to act, and they set the camera down, people walk <laughs> in a frame, and they act. No, like, the cinematography is really good. The sound design is really good. The music is excellent. The acting is, is terrific, but the direction that makes the acting better is also really, really good. Like, there's a lot of really, really good shit in this movie that... Even though you don't get to find out, like, what happens to Magneto or what happens to the X-Men. Because or... it's not important. Like, not none important. of it is important. But and they, the they, they even make a joke of that, too, when the bad guy's like, oh, and this was my evil plan. Eh, fuck you. Yeah, no, like, no, fuck that. And thank you for doing that. Like, there were it, – it was so well handled, and it's just like, no, those things aren't important. What's important is what I'm showing you, which is mm-hmm. what people forget in this world now, where it's like, oh, yeah. no, we got to shove in mother boxes and stuff. Like – <laughs> we gotta have damage control in a Spider-Man movie. That said, by the way, I love seeing damage control in a Spider-Man movie. I'm just saying, like, same here. I'm just saying, like, you don't need you don't need it. Just because yeah. you are, you are world building, just because you can world build, doesn't mean you have to all the time. And that's why and I'm that like, it's a... oh, I was gonna say that, no, that, that's why I'm so excited for like the for what I want Phase Four of Marvel to be, which is just like mm. buddies, like just just team ups, because you've you've built this world now. Play in it. Logan oh, yeah. is that where it's like. It, what, what timeline is it ha- does it happen in? Who fucking cares? Did you see every X-Men movie? Like, if you didn't, fine. Here's your movie. If you did, fine. Here's your movie. It doesn't matter. Like, what matters is this movie we're watching right now. Um, and on top of it all, too, it's this beautiful swan song goodbye to Hugh Jackman, who's been Wolverine more than anyone's been Batman or Superman. Agreed. Uh, Keith OneShot in the Super Chat says, glad to have you guys back, and Happy New Year to everyone. Thank Aww. you, Keith, and thank you to uh, – yeah, Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to everybody in the chat watching the show right now. Um, Mawad Shelley says, what's your favorite super movie of all time? That is a question for another time, my friend. Uh, That's a rough one. If I had to pick one, I guess I would go with something like, I don't, I don't know. Um, it, it's hard, right? Because it it's like, I, it you know, does. Like, I guess Iron Man, because I can watch it any time, even though Iron Man is not my favorite superhero. Yeah. You know, like, I love it. And it's so well, it's so expertly handled and so well executed and so like, it promises so much. It's not like, oh, like it's it's like it's the culmination of everything. No, no, no. It's setting everything up, but it works on its own, and you can imagine everything else. But even in a vacuum, that movie exists and it works. The uh, the other thing too about Logan, the fact that they were finally able to do hard R. So after so many years of wanting to see Wolverine swear and cut motherfuckers up, he finally got to. I mean, he killed it. I mean, here's the thing. That's why I liked X two so much. Like when he when those when those SWAT team people go into the X mansion. Wolverine oh yeah! Jumps off the balcony with his claws bared and just starts stabbing people. Sure does. That's like, his power. I was like, "Oh shit, he's actually doing it!" And then like he freaking stabs that dude in the chest with his claws into the refrigerator, and mm. then he 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 retracts the claws. The dude falls, and you see six little holes in the refrigerator. I'm like, "Oh fuck, this is awesome!" Like, yes. Um, the fact that what's it called? Uh, he gets to you get that this movie is more reflective of like that Wolverine Origins video game, yeah, which might be one of the best Wolverine things ever. <laughs> it really is. Uh, just so awesome. Oh man, you were just you were just spinning and slashing, and there's blood and heads everywhere. It's amazing. It's like God of War, but with Wolverine. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, yeah, so. That's my, uh, my so my number my number one is Logan. Your number one is Guardians of the Galaxy two. Interesting that Wonder Woman didn't make it on either of our lists for for number for the top three. Pardon, no, Wonder Woman wasn't my top oh, three. Oh, that's right, it's your third. That's right. Yeah. 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 But Solid beyond movie. that, we were ultimately pretty close. Agreed. Yeah. No. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Um, given our predilection for these kinds of movies and and our and our unique tastes, I, I feel like yeah. I was like, and, and I, I was actually worried that it was going to be just the same list. <laughs> and, and well, you see, I'm glad it wasn't because we got to make a show out of it. And here's the thing. Had you asked me on another day, my ranking might have been different. That's true. These movies are so subjective and so like in flux. Uh, you know, if you asked me in high school, like what my favorite Kevin Smith movie was, I would have said Clerks. If you had asked me yeah. in like until I saw Dogma or Chasing Amy or, you know what I mean? Like if you had asked me in like 2000. 10 what my favorite superhero movie was i guarantee it would be very different from what it is today oh, you yeah. know um and 
just because the movies are so good now doesn't mean it takes away from the stuff that came before, you know, like true. Uh, like Batman 89 is still a fun movie to watch. Uh, it really is. Superman yeah. is still like boring as fuck, but still, but you will believe a man can fly. Yeah. Uh, but Reeves is still charming as fuck. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff about Superman in the movie, but it's really boring. <laughs> Damn, Jack, that's a bad outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Still makes me smile to this day. Yeah. Uh, no, there's a lot of great shit in that movie. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, there you have it, everybody. That was our um, superhero movie power ranking for 2017. Um, mm. Just a lot of great stuff going on uh, and a lot of hope for the future. Oh, yeah. Um. I'm really looking forward to our list in 2018 because there's so much stuff coming out in 2018. It's going to be bigger, I think, this year. We got Black Panther coming up. That's the first one. Nice. Yes. I'm looking forward to Black Panther, which is something I would never expect to have said. It just looks so cool, doesn't it? They've already shown you in the Avengers Infinity War trailer. No, 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 no. Go see this because he's going to be very important. Yeah. Um shit deadpool 2 comes out i don't did Dead, that's right did deadpool 1 was 2016 does that why we, was yes. that why we can't talk about deadpool yes um, it was but yeah like black panther deadpool 2 infinity Aquaman. war uh yeah and of course that that venom movie oh yeah that that <laughs> that, that, that and, and also new mutants and maybe dark phoenix movie maybe <laughs> yeah yeah, but the, maybe the, they won't matter after this. Oh no! the uh, The New Mutants movie is definitely happening. I mean, like, I think they made that Dark Phoenix movie. I think it's already done. Yeah, because they had like a whole big magazine shoot. Where it's like, oh, here's some stills from the movie. Yeah, if it's shot, they're co- they're putting it out. Um, and and will that just be it? Where it's like, look, we're gonna release what we made, but then we're recasting everybody at the end of it, so they can become part of the Marvel universe and we can own those actors. That's exactly what that is. No, I think they're just like, no, 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 no. Put out what we got, stop developing any of the other stuff, um, and then just and then and then just never look back. <laughs> and then we can have a big deal like, ooh, who did we cast as the new Professor X and the new Magneto and the new Wolverine? Which I'm excited to see. Like I'm so excited to, to find out who they're gonna cast. So um, some people were kicking around, uh, what is it, uh, Mark Strong for Magneto, and I'm like, ooh, I like that. Mm, yeah. Now I like uh, I don't remember who I cast originally in our in our X Men. Marvel Cinematic Universe casting call, but uh, I always like, I think I cast Mark Strong as the Watcher. As a oh, Watcher. that's good too. That's also strong. Um, yeah, because I liked his voice and I liked uh, and his bald head. <laughs> yeah, and, and he missed out on being Sinestro, so like Mark Strong should be allowed to be something. Man, he should have just stayed Sinestro. Yeah, that was excellent casting. Like, man, I wish this was in a better movie. This casting is so good. Yeah, no, yeah, man, that's too bad. That's too bad about that ex- about that Green Lantern movie, man. <laughs> it's it's like, it's like you look back on it now. I'm like, man, I remember hating this so much that my rant filled video of it started my internet career. Looking back on it now, ah, it might not have been the worst. Yeah. Well, it's certainly. I mean, you know, comparatively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who'd yeah, have thought? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hindsight being 2020 and all. It's true. But, uh, hey, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And, of course, thank you especially to those in the Super Chat who made your voices heard and participated mm-hmm. in this chat uh, and helped us out. We really do appreciate it. And, of course, we'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. I'm Joel. And we'll see you guys then. I know I just said that, so that's kind of like, well, there you have it. <laughs> Man, first show back in 2018, we're really setting setting the stage for what the rest of the year is going to be look Firing like. Firing on all pistons here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So long.